You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, highfalutin, highbrow, highlanders, hightailing from highwaymen in high tops and high rises. This is Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. Today's show is episode 219. And of course, I am your humble host, Karen, and we are your escalating escapists, escorting escalates to escapades. I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. I'm Bill. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) We uh, have a couple special guests today. We have... Uh, I am Bill. And I'm Danny, and we are from Escape This Podcast. Woo! I am an extremely long-time listener of Good Job Brain. I've been a big fan of you for a very long time. You have taught me many, many things, including, uh, is this a TMI one, that I now sniff my dog's feet a lot because they smell like popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) Bill and Danny are here today because they are running an escape room for us. We have no idea what to expect. We know it's trivia related. Uh, Yes. So uh, we have a show called Escape This Podcast, where every episode we have guests come onto our show and we run them through sort of audio escape rooms. You four will know that because you have been guests on our show. Yes. Uh, You helped us finish off uh, our last season where we had 10 uh, rooms all stuck together with a sort of meta narrative. Uh, And you, you all did really well and it was really fun to have you. And so we're excited to be able to come on and give you a new escape room that Danny has created and written. I'm such a big fan of their podcast. It's so fun. Like doing the last episode with them was such a highlight of this year for me. (laughs) So So I can't wait. I can't wait to do it again. Yes. Yeah, we really, we had a great time. And, and, uh, you know, after we were done, you know, Danny kind of came to us and said, Hey, if you ever, you know, want me to design you an an escape Uh room and like, I'll, I'll do it on your show. And we're like, uh yeah, yes. do, do that right now. <laughs> like yes. start, immediately start working on that and we'll do it immediately. Yes. Yeah, so so here we are. Yeah. I hope you have a great time escaping and we're still on a trivia podcast here. So maybe people will learn something as well. Maybe it'll be relevant. Maybe people will have some questions to answer. <laughs> Danny, if you're lucky, you'll get an um actually of your very own. Oh, oh. excellent. That's the, that's the dream. So, dear listeners, there are a couple ways you can join our adventure today, depending on your desired uh, effort level. Uh, You can just sit back, relax, listen, and get sucked in to the storytelling while we navigate and do the mental load of solving puzzles and answer trivia questions. Uh, You can, of course, do your usual yelling out the answers if you choose, or you can play along with us, take your own notes. There are a few parts of today's episode that feature some visual material and references to look at. Now, we will be describing these out loud, uh, and it's optional, but if you want to check them out, you can head over to this episode's page on goodjobbrain.com slash episodes slash 219, and you can see all the cool stuff there. Um, We will be playing a harp sound that sounds like this to let you know that there's something to look at. So please, everybody, enjoy, and now let's get magically whisked away. It's a shame, but you don't have time to go to pub trivia like you used to. One whole evening is a shockingly big commitment these days, especially when you take into account having to gather up a group to go with you. It's especially frustrating right now because an old friend of yours, AC, has recently announced on social media that they were starting up a brand new trivia company this week. They hired hosts, got venues, and their big draw is offering really cool prizes to whoever answers the difficult bonus questions. You'd have loved to show up and compete, but no time, no team. Still, you really wanted to show your support, so you asked AC for the name of the venue so that you could at least spectate for a little bit. And by a little bit, you mean the last five minutes, because work's been running late, the bus schedule doesn't work at all, but you might see someone win a big prize. You reach the Pacific Inlet Club and make your way through the entrance, unmanned, which is a 
bit strange for a fancy beachside place like this, and up a long flight of stairs to the lounge. And when you step through the lounge door, your face falls. The whole place has been destroyed. There was definitely trivia on here, but no longer. It looks like a storm of rioters has swept through. And if you want to draw a map, we can get started on that. You've entered through a door in the west wall. Against the south wall is the bar, or what's left of it. The entire east wall is made up of floor-to-ceiling glass windows with a set of double doors leading out onto a balcony that overlooks the beach. This is how you can tell we're Australian, not American, because the Pacific Ocean is east coast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is more or less just a description of our local trivia club. Oh, that sounds nice. It's pretty fancy. Sometimes you can see whales. What? (gasps) Yeah, if it's the right season for it. I used to be, used to be in the basement of a nightclub. Yeah, yeah, and they would yeah. scoot us out at nine thirty when it was time to let the cool yeah. kids in for the dance club. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The, the prize was bottle service, and we're like, we don't go to this club. Like, what? Are you- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, so, are you nerds done with your beer yet? Or yeah. Over to the north of the room is a projector screen, still with some trivia questions shining out over the room. And there's a small desk where it looks like the host once sat, which has been flipped over onto its side and a laptop has been thrown to the floor. In the center of the room is the prize table with three boxes sitting on it. They look undamaged, though the sign on the front that has the word WIN is all but torn to shreds. It's just got the W left. Around that are all the tables for players, The exact number, not important, but every single one of them has been at least flipped. Some of them, not even in one piece. Also, right beside the front door you came in is a little sign-in station with a touchscreen device. And remarkably, it seems okay. There are no people, no trivia master, just a lot of mess and a faint smell of burning. You take a few steps further in, letting the scene sink in, when you hear a slam front door you whirl around and sure enough it is shut you race back to it and grab the handle but it feels like someone else is holding it shut from the outside (gasps) you're working with the host a furious voice yells at you through the door well you can stay in there you deserve it this competition is a robbery you try to protest but they're not listening to anything but the sound of themselves so you can suffer in there both of you the four of you are probably one person in this room. Okay. Oh, okay. Huh. Mm, mm, so you can suffer in there, both of you. And you know what? I won't let you out until I get the prizes, all of them. Unlock them, hand them over, and then maybe I'll have had enough of you. They sound serious and seriously nasty. You pull out your phone to call AC, but groan. No reception. What kind of high-end beach club has no reception? You shove the phone angrily back into your pocket and survey the room once more. Seriously? Some weirdo caused a trivia riot and is going to hold you captive unless you unlock a few prizes? You so don't have time for this, but I guess you don't have any choice. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. All right. Where do we go first? Where do we go first? We got to look at this sign-in functioning. Yes. There's something that might record who's come in before us. Yeah. Let's check well, that first, out. Uh, first, the traditional, uh, we check the door that we came <laughs> in. Ah, uh, yes. Is there yes. anything else about that door besides the fact that it's inextricably shut? <laughs> Being that this is someone else's podcast and not our own, I was charitable with this. Uh, there's nothing on the front door. It's been pretty spared from the violence, but you can still feel the presence of your captor out there. And if you try the door handle, their hand is still clearly holding it firmly. They must have some serious muscle on them. And they go, you haven't got those prizes yet. No prize, no exit. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. Sign-in station. Tablet, yes. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. so it's a pretty bulky touchscreen device. It's got a few extra bits and pieces, like a card reader and a printer built into it. And it's pretty undamaged, all things considered. Even the little detailed engraved decorations on the side, just some big letters PI for Pacific Inlet all over it. Uh, actually, you know what? The more you look at it, the less you like it. it just says P.I., P.I., P.I. all over it. Uh, right now, the screen is prompting you swipe ID. Mm. Y- you don't have that. Mm. 
But okay. on the plus side, there is a tiny button down the bottom that says lost ID. <laughs> okay. We press the button. Yeah, Yay. lost ID. Excellent. First puzzle solved. It takes you <laughs> to a new screen. Uh, there's a new message there that says enter club code. And it's asking you to enter seven digits. All right. Okay. Could be a phone number. Ooh, how many digits do your phone numbers Eight. have? <laughs> Eight. Oh. oh, okay. Is there anything on the printer? Uh, no, the printers. It's it's. You remember what a Game Boy printer was like? It's just a tiny little attachment to it. <laughs> you want to look at the prize boxes? See what the locks are like. Mm. Yes. yes. Sure. Yes. Why not? I'm I'm intrigued yeah. by this prize table. The meta, the meta puzzle. It's good to know your goals. So the table itself has certainly been jostled, but it seems like the trivia goers had too much respect to toss the prizes around or try to break them open. The three prizes are labeled one, two, and three, and none of them is open, which means you deduce nobody at the trivia tonight got any of the special bonus questions correct. Mm. Each one is a different size. The first one is, you know, maybe about the size of a shoebox. It's locked with a numerical combination lock. Is it a physical, physical, physical number digits? Yeah, can we see how many digits? Yeah, that's the thing. You take a look at all of these locks and you know something similar. They're all the kind where you actually have to press in the characters rather than oh, scroll a wheel. Spin. And you suppose that makes sense because like, if someone knew that the answer was three digits but their answer to the question was four, they'd know they were wrong. So oh, okay. mm, mm-hmm. they had so to keep clever. it a bit more mysterious. Wow. So number then number two has what kind of lock on it? Yeah, the second prize, it's a big, long, narrow rectangle. If it was standing up, it'd probably be a bit taller than you, and it's got a ladder lock. Okay. And the third one, hmm, tantalizingly small, about the size of a wallet maybe, and it's also got a letter lock. If these prizes are unopened, that's because no one solved the bonus mm. questions. Right. right, so each one is, is tied is to a answer. question. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, so we've got a projector screen with trivia questions on it. We have the desk on its side, laptop on the floor. We have the balcony, and we have the bar. Then we also have tables for patrons, but I don't know if we need to do that. Do you want to look Go at ahead, the Karen. trivia questions that are visible on the on the wall? <laughs> Maybe. It's a trivia <laughs> podcast, after all. <laughs> Let's see. All right. You walk over towards the projector. You feel crunching under your feet. There are some tiny shards of dark glass ground down to almost nothing here. Like a beer bottle was thrown really hard. Also on the floor, you find a couple of rags with smoldering edges and you just go, oh, how horrifying was what happened here? (laughs) You know what? Let's let's just ignore that. It can't do it can't do any good. Okay, the projector itself also hasn't fared so well. Someone has made some huge slashes through it. It's very Bates Motel. And yet it's still working. It's got an image frozen on it that must have come from earlier on in the trivia. It looks a little familiar to you. It's titled with the words, Pop Quiz Hotshot. (laughs) And we're sending you an image now. (laughs) Wow. Oh my gosh! <laughs> looks like a trivial pursuit card that's been put up mm. on this projector because uh, there are six trivia questions and each one corresponds to a color wedge, but parts of each question have been scribbled out. Interesting. Obliterated. Let me just read through the questions. Maybe we'll answer them. Maybe that will lead us to somewhere. So here we go. Uh, blue wedge for geography. Of which country is Aer Lingus the flag carrier airline? That's uh, yeah. Ireland. Ireland. Yeah, Ireland. Now, yeah, interesting. So in this question, the 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 I N in Aer Lingus and then and then the I N again in airline have been crossed out. So mm-hmm. t- two ins. Yep. Crossed out. Okay. All right. Uh, pink wedge. Which famous actor died during the filming of the Academy Award winning film Gladiator? And again, uh, the the INs are crossed out. It's during filming and award winning. So which famous actor died during the filming of the Academy Award winning film Gladiator? I believe it was, it's the first Dumbledore. Is it Michael Gambon? 
it was the first, yeah oh i mean yeah no, in the richard, movie right it was the first yeah the first no, richard the, harris? Yeah, michael gambin was the the second dumbledore richard the, harrison dumbledore richard harris yeah, oh I richard think. harris richard harris okay let's go with that let's go with that for now yeah it yeah. actually wasn't it was someone else what? Uh, oh, oh, oh gosh okay that's okay. Knowing the answers to these is not uh, part of the room. This one is just for fun. The slash is obviously mm-hmm. important. Getting the answers, just for fun, to warm up your brains. Oh, okay. okay. So <laughs> I can tell you the answer to that one. Oliver Reed. Oh, no idea. No, okay. I don't know. No. All I know is I get him confused with Oliver Stone. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right, next question. Yellow Wedge, on what day in 44 BC was Julius Caesar assassinated by conspiring senators? Hmm. Uh, that's the Ides of March, but... Uh, <laughs> which which, which, day, is, March, which uh, day is the Ides? Traditionally yeah. held to the be the 15th. 17th? 15th. It's no, the middle. Tra- traditionally okay. held to be the 15th. I so Dana's right, the 15th? I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Colin said 15. I said 17, but that's St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> they accept both march 15th or the ides of march they're being very generous oh nice okay also just for fun i'm pretty sure the ides is different in every month and for a lot of months it's the 13th but march is a standout one okay and then three in this question karen three ins being uh scratched out here yeah okay okay four three all right next question Purple Wedge, which literary movement did Jack Kerouac, William S. Burroughs, and Allen Ginsberg belong to? Beats? The beat. The beat generation. The beat. beat next. Yeah, the beat movement. Well done. Okay, okay. And then for this one, uh, only one I-N from Allen Ginsberg is crossed, crossed out. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. One. And then, okay, Green Wedge for science. In which year was the first network email message sent? 1971, 1983, or 1990? Probably 71, right? Because I would say it goes back to the 60s. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. 71. And then this one, only one in is crossed out. Yep. Mm -hmm. The in Mm -hmm. in which year. Yep. All right. Last wedge, orange wedge. International rules football is a combination of which two sports? Probably soccer. And rugby. Rugby. I, I'm going to say uh, rugby, rugby and American rules football. Oh, oh really? Oh, I don't know. Okay, what is it? None of the ones that you have suggested is part of okay. the correct combination. Okay. It's okay, okay, bizarrely okay. specific. Okay. Aussie rules, Aussie um, rules. Badminton and uh, horse jumping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate yep. frisbee. Australian rules football is definitely one of them. And you'd think that okay. might be a bit too localized, wouldn't you? But the other one, okay. even more so, I'd say. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Wow. Well, uh, I know there's yeah. like Gaelic football is, I mean, I'm oh, trying to get as specific that... as I can. It's Gaelic football is <laughs> wow. the other one. Here we go. <laughs> I see. So international, like those two countries with their own specific rules. Football. Yeah. I think they like got together and like just like you pick a rule, I'll pick a rule. You know, we go back and forth. <laughs> Do you know how many times we put down Australian rules football for like any obscure sports? That's what we put down, and we're always right. It's, it's often right. Always yeah, Australian <laughs> rules football. Didn't we once get a question? It was like, what? What is the only uh, major sport where the field is shaped like the ball they use to play with? And we were like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> and and I, I I believe they were looking for Australian rules football. Yeah. You know, and like we're like, oh, I I guess okay loosely. <laughs> I don't even think that's right. It's usually played on a cricket pitch, so it's a, it's a big circle, and the balls are not circular. <laughs> Also, the ball is a sphere. Um, yeah, that was really my, yeah, right? my primary yeah. complaint. Yeah, yeah. 3D Obviously, the 3D. only correct answer is the sport blitzball from Final Fantasy. Blitzball. Blitzball. Blitzball is the only one. <laughs> spherical ball, spherical field. That's it. Um, well, this has gotten us nowhere. So we have... Uh... Okay. Hey, you've got some very nice warm brains now. And you know that yep. someone was really angry at the letters I-N for some reason. Yeah, yeah right? How many? Okay, so so going I, I down mean, the list, two, four, three, one, one, two, two, that, four, three, one, one, two. I got that too. Three, one, one, two. Mm-hmm. Should we try it on the prize box and just see? Sure, the one happens? numerical code. Yeah. 
it does not work. In fact, okay. one might as okay. one might say that it's almost like a the person just slashed out every IN they could see on the card, yeah. and there just happened to be a lot of them. Yeah. Okay. Right. 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 Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, you know what? Maybe we, maybe we can't do anything with this yet. So we'll we'll maybe just move on. We also uh, observed all of us <laughs> in the body of one person. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I recall that we observed the sign on the prize table. The in was missing. Oh off my of god. Win. <gasps> oh. So... Somebody's uh, somebody is mad. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are uh, and these 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 slashes are somebody took a knife to the f- the screen of the projector. You think something pointy? Yeah. All right, la- laptop. Okay, laptop. It is. All right. Yeah, the host's desk totally flipped onto its side. The laptop is dented. It's scratched. It's very lightly smoking, but technically, it seems to be on. So <laughs> what a fantasy pick- world this is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you pick it up and okay, typical. It's asking for a username. No password mm-hmm. though, so that's something, but it is asking for a username. Quizmaster uh, AC. AC. <laughs> Type in yeah. AC. You give it a try, but then you realize oh, that probably won't make sense. AC is just the owner, not the actual trivia master at this event. Okay, we don't know who the trivia master is. Should we poke our heads out onto the balcony, or? I mean, let's let's move on because we we're, we're going around the room here. So let's let's yeah, let's go over to the balcony windows, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So you head over. The windows have fared not too terribly. They're certainly not smashed up. And the doors to the balcony, also transparent. You can see pretty much everything out there. It's a broad space. It overlooks the entire beautiful beach and the glowing purple of the evening horizon. You can see something sitting in one of the far corners of the balcony. Looks like maybe some papers, but from this far away, you can't see any details. Mm. You reach for the door handle. And it turns, but when you pull, the door itself does not budge. You take a closer look, top to bottom, handle to hinge, and it's at the hinges that you spot the problem. Between the screws that are holding the door up, a bunch of small objects have been jammed deeply in there, so they will not move. I don't know, bits of snapped pencils, maybe some more broken glass, just a whole bunch of stuff. Someone was determined to get it all in there and keep this door shut. That's creepy. Okay. What do you think the odds would be if we like picked up one of the tables on the ground and threw it against the glass door? <laughs> do you think it would shatter or do you think it would just sort of bounce off the glass, hit us in the head and game over? You know what? Quite frankly, you'd be surprised if someone hadn't already tried that. The fact that they're still intact mm. seems to say something. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Okay. Yep, yeah, yeah. Well, we've got all these shards of glass and yeah. rags with smoldering edges. Uh, okay. I mean, somebody, it sounds like was throwing something trying to destroy uh, is there we could look maybe over the bar see if there's any yeah. other glassware yeah. or anything interesting over the by bar, the bar yeah. or maybe it's so uh behind the bar very little is intact enough that it could be of use the only thing that seems untouched by the riot is a long cabinet under the bench which is locked and has a small scanner on the door like for reading a ticket or a barcode or something apart from that there's one other interesting thing there's a swinging door behind the bar area that looks like oh. it's going to lead to a kitchen. Oh, second Let's room. Let's go to the kitchen. You push the swinging door and you head to the kitchen only to find yourself facing another door, a much more industrial one. You push, it doesn't open, pull, same thing. And you can't see a lock on it, but there must be some mechanism. There's a small glass window built into it, but it's completely fogged up. You cannot see inside. Seems like a dead end. The only other things you see in this narrow corridor are two thermostats, one to the left of the door and one to the right. The left one is labeled freezer, and it currently reads 20 degrees Celsius. The one on the right is labeled oven, and it currently reads negative six degrees Fahrenheit. (laughs) Something tells you... Neither of these temperatures is quite right, and maybe that explains all of the steam and <laughs> condensation fogging up the window in there. So now the question is, do you know what normal temperatures for these things are? <laughs> What's standard um, Fahrenheit? 375, 350? If you want it on or room temperature. The the freezer, the freezer should be the freezer should be zero Celsius, right? <laughs> strangely Ish? no. Yeah. Uh strangely zero, not cold enough. Okay. It's like it's like negative thirty four. 
you you got pretty close with these. Uh, okay. Somewhere between somewhere between three and four hundred Fahrenheit is great for an oven. For Celsius, for a freezer, apparently the average somewhere around negative eighteen is where that sits. Oh, okay. oh. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. you put them back to some normal looking temperatures, and after a minute, the steam that's fogging up the glass window dissipates, and you can mm. see inside. Okay. Okay. Uh. Okay. It looks like the riot made its way in there because things are in a bit of disarray. And right in the middle of the room, there is uh, a lobster tank. But instead of oh. water and lobsters inside, there's a person. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, based on the way that they're dressed, uh, not in the colours of the Pacific Inlet Club, but still sort of formal, you have a guess that this might be your trivia master. Oh my gosh. She's not looking so masterful right now. She looks very stuck. Her head is facing upwards. She can't see you. Her torso is sort of twisted sideways, so it's pressed up against the side glass. If there is any upside to this, though, it's that you can see a sticker on the front of her shirt (laughs) with her name on it. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. So we don't have to ask her her name. Certainly before we make any attempt to help her, let's note what her name is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go get that laptop now. (laughs) Yeah. Is this a body? Is this a body or is this? Oh no, just she's trapped? alive. She's oh, just, she's alive. Yeah, okay, for sure. I thought for a second we finally had a body count on Good Job Brain, <laughs> um, but she's still alive. Okay, it's all right, kids. What does her name tag say? It says Sophie. The laptop isn't asking for a password. It's asking for a username. That's right. She can't see us and she can't hear us. So mm. I'm just we we send some good vibes to her and promise to be back <laughs> later. You do all um, that you feel you reasonably can to clear your conscience. Wait, does the door open now? No, the door still is stuck. <laughs> okay. I like the, the, <laughs> the only one who checked. Everyone's like, well, we tried. There's nothing forever, we can do now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you go back to the laptop. You try to type in Sophie. It seems like the keyboard is having some real oh. trouble, though, but there is a voice thing going in it or like a a virtual assistant thing going on with it so you actually Mm -hmm. speak it in and Mm -hmm. it accepts it it's totally fine oh Oh, when the screen loads up it's suffered most of the icons are scrambled pixel storms to the point where only a couple are recognizable to you the internet seems like it works to some degree but you aren't really sure about that it might not uh the virtual assistant though it seems to still be in tip-top condition so Mm, should you need any help with anything that might be a good place to go then you spot one program that you believe might be very helpful to you it's a text file called trivia (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah you open that bad boy up and it's not as much as you would have liked but it says jackpot questions for pi club trivia prizes for questions two six and ten Okay. Okay. Two, six, and ten. Okay, so those are the the three bonuses. Probably assume that prize one corresponds to question two. Prize two corresponds to question six. So this was like a normal round of trivia of ten questions. Number questions number two, six, and ten are the ones. If you get right, you win the prize. That's right. Okay, I think I think this maybe is for um, if we can't get a trivia question right, we can ask it to look something up on the internet for us, like Siri. Oh. Like, uh, yeah. okay, sure. Sir Alexa. <laughs> okay, okay. Are there any papers on the floor mm. around the scattered tables? Like, are there are little bits and pieces? You don't see question sheets, but so let's take a look at these tables Ooh. and what's around them in general. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Way to go, Dana. <laughs> it took a lot for every single one of these tables to be tipped. They're pretty sturdy. You tread carefully between them. Mm. Uh, you find they're all in varying states of injury. Like one of them is completely intact except for some pencil scribblings on the surface. Mm. There are mm. some that are missing legs. You assume people took the legs and started attacking things with them and you don't see them anymore, mm. so presumably they got carried out. And another one is completely fine, but beside it you spot a small object on the floor, a badge that says, Hello, my name is Jonas. How may I serve you? It's oh. a Weezer song. Oh, the 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 check-in kiosk mm. at, by the door has mm. an ID ID card slot. Yeah. Now this is not an ID. It's just someone's name badge. Name badge. Is oh. there anything on the oh. other side of the name badge? Or anything like no, that? that's it. Yeah, we're still stymied on that club code. 
Yeah, yeah. You could. You do have everything you need to solve that, though. Yeah, we're okay. So it's a seven. It's a seven digit. The club code was a seven digit number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this puzzle is remarkably self-contained. Oh, is it the first seven digits of pi? What? <laughs> like p? Like pi? Pi? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> like, oh. could could that be it? Three point one four. How I wish I, I could calculate. So let's. Okay. So is it three one four one five nine one? What's that last one again? Oh, oh two. Sorry. Yes. You type in those <laughs> numbers. Four one five nine two. And the password is accepted. And (laughs) if you had asked the Selexa what the digits of pi were, it would respond, how I wish I could calculate pi. Oh, funny. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And what does it tell us? It takes you to a new screen. It asks patron or staff. Uh, If you press patron, it just says, please wait for assistance. So you go back and you press staff. It asks you to type in your name. Sophie. Jonas. So- oh. <laughs> Jonas, right? So Sophie, Sophie's just here on Brits? behalf of the quiz, right? Or yeah. I, I think Jonas, Jonas is the employee. Okay, yeah. yeah, sure, why not? You plug in the name Jonas, and, and the next text to pop up says, printing temporary replacement ID valid for 24 Ooh. hours. Ooh. And Ooh. at the bottom of the screen, you see a little piece of paper printing, like a receipt with a barcode at the bottom and Jonas's name at the yes. top. Yay. So like a like a Game Boy printer picture. Now we can yeah. go to the bar. Now let's go to the bar and scan <laughs> that sucker in. The scanner beeps at you. Its little light turns green. The cabinet door clicks open. You swing the door open wide and, whoo boy, this is where they kept the fancy stuff. There is a vast collection of alcohol bottles, Ooh. all very expensive looking, very precisely laid out and labeled. Uh, you feel like the club would notice if anything went missing. Not that you get very far because this is one of those collections. It starts out very normal sized bottles and then they start to get bigger until you have the ones that are like the size of a human torso. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Nebuchadnezzars. Nebuchadnezzar. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Bones and such. It's just a broad collection, all well labeled. You do indeed see Nebuchadnezzar right at the end. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, nothing stands out at you as particularly out of place at this stage. What huh, are the names right. or what are the bottles? What? How many of those fancy names can we get through? So you've got the normal ones. You've got the Magnums. You've mm-hmm. got uh, Jeroboam's. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, King Solomon's. Ah, it's just a course. normal bottle that's split vertically down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> the King Solomon. Yeah, let's say uh, all of them. Can we, can we take them out and look behind them to see if there's anything behind them? Check to see if there's not another Sophie inside. You can. There's nothing hidden. That's exactly what it seems to be. (laughs) I'm the trivia master from last trivia. I've been here for 10 years. Please, you have to let me out of the bar. You must win the prizes and break the curse. (laughs) You can just say no. Say no, there's nothing back there. No, I've been back here for years, please. Everybody else just saw the bottles and moved on. We just close the cabinet. And we close the cabinet and slowly back away. I think there's only one thing in the room that needs slightly closer inspection. I think everything else is pretty well. Okay, okay, okay. All right. The desk. There were some pencil scribblings on one of these tables. I think Mm. it would behoove us to maybe check out those pencil scribblings. Okay, thank you. From a distance, you thought it was just mindless graffiti, but on closer inspection, you think that one of the teams mustn't have brought enough scrap paper for their copious note-taking. So they Mm. used the table surface instead, which is kind of rude. But let's take a look. Maybe it can give you some sort of enlightenment as to what questions there have been tonight. Okay, so, yes, these are scribbled notes. There's a... oh. Somebody tried to write, it looks like maybe Nebuchadnezzar, and they scribbled it out. There are three attempts to spell <laughs> that. Yes. Then there's, uh-huh. who's afraid of Virginia Wood? Wolf. Wolf. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Slash streetcar, name desire, question mark, some numbers. It looks like 11,000 plus 2,000 plus 1,000. Too easy. Mm-hmm. I see Vermicelli. Mm-hmm. Nebu plus Methu plus Mag, probably Magnum. Yep. Equal 
equals how many mm-hmm. milliliters? Oh, okay. So we could find that out. Yep. There's Amelia. Oh, they're trying to figure out how to spell Earhart. There's the Mathu. It's the same yep. as from the bottle one. It says 5K, 6K, 7K, question marks. And yeah. then green, and it kind of has a scribble through it. So what they're they're clearly, one of the things they're tr- clearly trying to find out here is, it seems like the, the question is, how much is a Nebuchadnezzar, how many milliliters is a Nebuchadnezzar, a Methuselah, and a Magnum, if you add them all together? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think that we could probably check that back at the back at the bottles. Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf, Streetcar Named Desire, their plays? Tennessee Williams. Well, one of them is Tennessee Williams. Oh, who's, yeah, who's a friend of Virginia Woolf? Yeah, so a whole bunch of trivia questions. Some of them, like Vermicelli, that's a, you could probably guess what the trivia question for that one might have been. Yeah, some of these just pretty standard trivia questions, but there is one question there that it looks like they spent a bit more time obsessing over than the others. Okay, the bottles. Yeah, yeah. okay. So that, so per, you know, seems maybe a really important one. Maybe that was one of the bonus prize ones, if if it matters. It certainly seems challenging. Is Virginia Woolf uh, Edward Albee? It is. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So let's um. Okay, so let's go back to the to the bottles. Mm-hmm. Yep. From just looking at these bottles, do they do we have a Nebuchadnezzar, a Methuselah, and a Magnum, and do they Absolutely. have milliliters written on them? Okay. Well, they have liters written on them. So oh, sure. Okay. okay. Sure. Why not? Okay. Just for the one last inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the biggest, the Nebuchadnezzar. Do you know how big those are? They're they're huge. At one point, big as a man. It's 15 liters. I okay. don't know how to convert that, uh, but that is five of our largest jugs of milk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what a random <laughs> if, if literally anyone <laughs> listening to this who's not from Australia. It, uh, it looks like 15 liters is about four yeah. US liquid gallons. If you, if you need to remember, a liter uh, is the exact amount of water that weighs one kilogram. Does that help? <laughs> oh, now I know. Okay, now I know what it is. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. All right, Methuselah, how many liters? It is six liters. So, hey, someone on the table was guessing approximately right for that yeah. one. Okay. And the okay. Magnum, yeah, a yeah. much more reasonable right. 1.5 liters. Okay. Oh, I could down one of those myself. Yeah. <laughs> The 22 and a half liters. I once drank a, a two liter bottle of Mountain Dew at one go. I barfed. That's <laughs> so, 22,500 22, milliliters. Yeah. Right. Punch it into That's... the numeric code. Yes. Okay. You go over to prize number one. You plug in 22500. It clicks open. Woo! Well Yay! done. You lift the lid of this box and inside. Okay, this prize is not too shabby. It's a battery-powered screwdriver with batteries included and everything. (laughs) It's nice. You wouldn't turn it down. You wouldn't start a riot over it, but okay. No. Can we unscrew the door? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, perfect. Which door? The sliding door, or the French doors. Where they've been jammed at the hinges. Right. There's stuff in the hinges, but maybe we can take off the hinges. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You get out the batteries, you put them into your new screwdriver, you take it to the balcony doors, you set it to reverse, and you get to work. Even though the hinges themselves are jammed, the screws come out smoothly, and you find yourself able to lift up the glass door carefully and move it aside and lean it carefully against a wall. <laughs> and now you can step out into the salty sea air. It's beautiful. Boy, I don't. If if I were you, I almost feel like it would have been like you put the screwdriver in and you know press the button and it turns to the right and stops, <laughs> and, then, and then make us set it to reverse. But you're a nicer person than I. You try and use the screwdriver, but you don't. Doesn't have any batteries in it. <laughs> what are you? To be a better way. <laughs> yep. Fortunately, this is not a 1990s uh, Sierra point-and-click game, so we don't. Oh, have to there's with that. plenty of room to still be mean to you. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, we we found there's papers in the corner. Is there anything else um, that we'd want to look at from the balcony? Yeah, what? Yes, the beach is quite beautiful. You look down into <laughs> the sand below. You're a couple of floors up. This is not an alternate exit, uh, and you do see something down there on the sand oh. beneath you. Uh, the otherwise spotless sand, there is something about the size of a book, and it has similar colors to the rest of the Pacific Inlet Club's decor, as if something was thrown down there in a fit of rage. 
Hmm. Huh. Oh, could it be like the menu of the Pacific Inlet Club? Does it look like it could be that? But but we can't get it, right? I know you can't just reach down for it, and there are no stairs. Hmm. Oh, you know what's in that long box that's tall? It's probably a fishing rod to, to fish it up. <laughs> that's my guess. <laughs> oh no. All That's right, smart. Okay. I, at first, I thought I was like, "Oh, maybe the prize is a bunch of handkerchiefs that we have to like build a rope." <laughs> and then wow, we... that's uh, fishing rod that's, is a that's better. Like, that's that's hearing horses and looking for zebras. Is what that is. Right. You open the right. box and you find thirty handkerchiefs and a magnet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tie the first two together? Okay. <laughs> Do you want to tie another one on there? <laughs> There's a Goosebumps book where you have to escape from a haunted house by tying sheets together, and you can die because you accidentally tie a ghost to the sheets. <laughs> what? That's, that's just, that's just the puzzle design. Uh, <laughs> that eye hole. You missed that. <laughs> inspect each handkerchief yeah. for eye holes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> classic, classic mistake. <laughs> All right. You walk over to the corner where those papers are, and now you can see that the logo of AC's trivia company is on every page. There's lots Ooh. of different handwriting on them. These are the team's answer sheets. Answers. Ooh, okay. Ah. Now, the reason that they haven't just blown away out here is because there is a big shard of dark glass that has like been stabbed through it into the wood. So not only was someone mad, it looks like this very well could have been what angry person used to slash out all those ins mm. it, oh, it was quite something can we safely retrieve the glass shard oh no? yeah you can you <laughs> can you can remove it it doesn't take too okay. much to get that out and you have all of these papers which are uh you know what they're legible except for the very bottoms of them it looks like someone tried to set them on fire and so the bottoms Ooh. of the pages have been burnt to a crisp oh my gosh okay okay are we are we gonna look at these are we yeah let's at look the at them here? yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. question six and ten or two six and ten <laughs> and see question two is just a variety of numbers in the thousands so you suspect yep makes sense that was definitely the alcohol question oh okay. i see okay. i see okay all right all right mm. Yeah, no yeah. one had 22,500, which makes sense, or they would have won the prize. Yep, yep. Everything from question eight downwards has been burned, so you okay. cannot see so anything no past 10. that. Okay. No 10. Well, so let's look at, six. okay, well, what's what's question, well, let's look at everything. What's what's question one? What are we seeing for question one? Uh, that one, the answer seems to be for a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people, vermicelli. Great. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. All right, and yeah. question two was a bunch of mm-hmm. lengthy numbers. Question three. I do not have a full list of these, so oh, I may just be making I've, them up. We're in a room. Okay. Uh, question three, the answer is uh, James Clavell. Well, uh, you're assuming. <laughs> that <he's laughs> right. uh, yes, yes. Author of Shogun, among many others. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, question, how about question four? <laughs> question uh, four, uh, a lot of people have written down various Shakespeare's, but amongst them you do see a Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf there. Ooh. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Question five. Uh, you see lots of people who have answered solve this murder, to which the question must have been, what is everybody's favourite whodunit podcast <laughs> from the creator? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I think that okay. must have been what the question was. Yep. Okay. Uh, question Question seven. <laughs> oh, I skipped him. Uh, uh, uh. Question seven, you just see a, you see a whole bunch of colours. You have no idea what it could be, but oh, everyone was guessing the colour. the green? green. Mm. Okay. Question six. Question six. There is a bit of a variety of the answers here. People clearly weren't sure. You see one that says Einstein, then an Archimedes, then a Franklin, an Edison, a couple more Einsteins. You're sensing a bit of a theme. Two of the teams have also scribbled some extra notes to themselves in the margins while they were considering their answers. One of them says January 4 birthday, and another one says calendar with three question marks i think it's asking about like an, an inventor and what would calendar mean caesar like this is julian the julian calendar and there is one other clue lingering around that you've had your eye on for some time with this oh really mm-hmm. oh on the um on the table maybe we've had the in as well yeah from the is there somebody isaac newton Oh my God, Dana! You're a genius. You are 
a genius. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. This is curious because you think, wait, hold on. H- have you ever heard anything about Isaac Newton's birthday? Uh, well, let's ask the virtual assistant. Hey, yeah. virtual assistant, <laughs> when is Isaac Newton's birthday? It seems a little confused because it's showing up a couple of different things for you. It's showing up huh. two different dates. One of them, mm. which most people are more familiar with, is Christmas. Because, <laughs> yeah, Isaac Newton famously mm. born on Christmas. Mm. England famously That's did right. not switch its calendars over until the oh. 1700s or so. Oh. Which, yeah, so most people just say, yep, he was born on Christmas, but it was actually more likely to be January the 4th by what we would call it. Dana, you want to do the honors of of putting it in? Box number two. Yeah. Yeah, Let's get that fishing pole. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. The lock comes off and I don't even have a joke about it. It's a fishing rod. Good job. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go fish out that, that piece of thing on the beach. All right. Uh, yeah, you live near the beach. You are an expert fisher. You uh, take your shiny new fishing rod. You cast the line down. Ooh, a little bit of wobbling, a little bit of waving, and then you get the hook underneath the item, and you gently start lifting up, 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 and there you got it. It's not a book, nor is it a menu or anything like that. It's a wall-mounted plaque that obviously not so wall-mounted anymore. And judging by what's written on it, you think it came from the kitchen. what's written on it it says oven or freezer dysfunction and then it's got some instructions okay Okay. for safety reasons temperature dysfunction triggers door seal to reset system set both temperatures to be equal leave for 20 seconds before readjusting temperatures to normal settings during reset both temperatures mm. must read same. Okay. I know. Does anybody remember this? We can ask the virtual assistant, of course, but does anybody remember what what temperature Celsius and Fahrenheit are, are actually? Are the same equal? at? That's why you have to do the yeah. conversion, right? Multiply by right, nine, right, right. divide by five, subtract, whatever. I have to I, yeah. I have to look this up every single time. Okay. Every single okay. time I have to look it up. Well, wait, okay, let's uh let's get the convert <laughs> let's ask the virtual assistant how do you convert between Celsius and Fahrenheit? <laughs> All right. Would you like the actual maths equation for it? Or would you like something a little different? Ooh. Oh, okay. Different. Something different. different. Of course. All right. Virtual assistant. What do you reckon? The virtual assistant says, I'm not positive. Fahrenheit often realigns temperature yardsticks. Oh, is it? Uh, it must be a it's mnemonic. A, yeah. I'm not positive. Fahrenheit often realigns temperature yardsticks. He said. Oh, the last part's 40 f-o-r-t-y yeah positive 40 or not negative 40 oh i'm not positive i see i see i see okay uh okay so um we set both of the thermostats to negative 40 degrees celsius and negative 40 degrees fahrenheit Mm -hmm. you bring both of those down almost as low as they can possibly go you're not even sure why an oven has negative 40 as a possibility (laughs) (laughs) so you do that and how long do you put them there for sorry 20 seconds. All right. And then you bring them back up to their normal temperatures. And at last, you hear the sigh of a vacuum seal coming undone. Uh, and the kitchen door pushes open. We're like, Sophie, so sorry. <laughs> we we <laughs> flash freezed yeah. you. <laughs> it's the year 3000. You rush in. You free Sophie. She was, she clearly, she was sweating, but after that negative uh, 40, she's not anymore, but her eyes are wide with panic. She accepts your help gratefully. Oh, thank you so much. Is everything okay? I had no idea trivia enthusiasts could be such animals. <laughs> <laughs> you explain what little you know and ask if she can fill in some of the blanks and she shudders. It was the jackpot questions, the expensive prizes. They're meant to be really hard so only one team can win them. But when the teams got them wrong, they were really upset. They tried to challenge me, but what do I know? I just get given the questions and answers, and I'm under strict instructions not to deviate from them in any way. The first one, the alcohol sizes, that bothered them because it was hard, but that was okay. Then the scientist one, that really annoyed some people because of the whole different calendars thing. (laughs) And then the third one, and her shaking just gets worse. 
You, mm. you press her. What was it? You still need to unlock that final prize after all. And she just goes, it was, it was, what's the tallest mountain? And that's it. And you try to think, why did that make everyone so angry? So, okay. Trick question tends to really annoy people, maybe? Because it doesn't seem, on on the face of it, it doesn't seem that hard, right? What's the tallest mountain? We would all assume... Everest, but there's got to be a mm-hmm. trick. Well, that was, I'm mad already, and I wasn't <laughs> even there. So, yeah. Okay. Well, should we ask the virtual assistant okay. to see what the virtual assistant has to say on this topic? Uh, you go back over to the computer, and Sophie says, "Wait, what are you doing? That that's mine." <laughs> <laughs> go back in the lobster tank, Sophie. <laughs> you know what? Should you need it, Sophie says. I'm I'm pretty sure I remember the answer. I don't want to ask. Can we? Oh, okay. I, I want to figure it out. Is there? Yeah. What about what about tallest tallest volcano? Because they go under. Friendship. No. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. So much have we been along the way? <laughs> Look into your heart. What is the tallest? So yeah, Everest is above sea level, and so I oh, think. Is it, that's, oh, sorry. Is it a is it a mountain so, on another planet? Didn't say a mountain on Earth. Ooh. Yeah. And Sophie's smile starts twitching at the corners a little. Some some other some other mountain right. uh, on another planet. Um uh Mons Olympus on uh, on the moon. What is it? Uh Olympus Mons. Can we can we do we type in Olympus uh and, and see if that works? You can fit in the whole Olympus Mons and that will click in there. And Sophie <gasps> says, okay. "Get it? You get it?" It was, that one I thought was kind of funny, and they went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm so I'm. Hold on, I'm so impressed, Chris and Colin, that you guys know yeah. what is it? Olympus Mont. It's a mountain on the moon, right? No, it's yeah. on Mars. I oh think. no, sorry, it's on Mars. Okay. Mars. That's the only non-Earth mountain I could I think of. I didn't even know what one. body it was on. Exactly. Yes, okay, so no, it's and it's Mars. been yeah, it's been filed in there as one of those actually the tallest mountain <laughs> in the universe or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. and of course, like, clearly oh, it only that half we know stuck about so far. That's it. Yeah, it's a it's a bad right, 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 right. Tall, yeah. <laughs> You shake your head. You may have to have a word to AC later to allow a question like that to get through. And then. <laughs> You open up this final box to see what amazing prize everyone went so crazy over. Huh. It's a tape. Like, an old tape. Like, we're talking 8-track. You have no idea why anyone would possibly want this. Well, you know what? Whatever. You grab the screwdriver, the fishing rod, and the tape, and you march with them to the front door. I've got your prizes, you shout. Take them and let us out of here. The door opens a crack. A hand appears, palm outstretched expectantly, and one at a time, you hand over the prizes. There's a pause, and then the person on the other side speaks. You did it. You actually solved all the trivia questions. You are the one she's been searching for. She? What are you talking about, you demand? This person laughs, a very sinister laugh, and says, Oh, Don't worry, you can keep your little presents. In fact, I've got an extra one for you out here. It's been such fun convincing your little friend AC to coax you here, and even more fun holding you captive and listening to you play your little trivia games. But now, and all of a sudden the door swings forward, it slams into you and knocks you and Sophie to the floor like bowling pins. By the time you scramble to your feet, well, your captor has completely vanished. Everything's just on the floor, along with a new box. A wooden one with screws all over, holding it shut. So you use your screwdriver, you undo them all, you get the thing open, and inside you hoist out a big old eight-track player. Someone wants you to listen to something. So let's put the tape in. If a woman steals the peace pagoda to feed her starving chihuahuas, is that a crime? Technically, yes, it is, and you do go to prison for that. And you know what I did? You must, of course, assume that Carmen San Mateo would engineer an elaborate escape plan. No! I was sent 
instead 10 years, out in 5 for good behavior. I took up macrame. So now, yes, you thought you'd get a final prize for beating this escape room? I have stolen the prize. The prize is very good. I cannot fence the prize because my parole officer is watching my eBay auctions. So I have handed it off to a member of my criminal organization. You remember Mama Castorium? <clears throat> Awful woman. Smelled like a mixture of raspberries and butt crack. The worst. I do not deal with her anymore. I have handed off the prize to my number one criminal agent, Dee Dee Convict. If you get this message, that means that Dee Dee has taken your dumb prize. Hopefully she has not left any clues to our location nearby. I assume she wouldn't. Oh lord, she probably did. The worst. The worst people. Uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> She's back! <laughs> Who could have uh, seen this coming? Alright, well it seems like there was more to this than was led on at the start. You you take a look around, uh, you examine this wooden box that the 8-track player came in, and you you see something. You see something sitting at the bottom of it. I see a wooden box surface with like three rectangles. We have a, a yeah, they're one pieces rectangle. of paper by the looks of it. Oh, oh, oh! You know what? You pick them all up. That seems like a pretty good thing to do with these. You don't need to just look at them from above like that. So you pick them up, and yes, all of them have things on both sides. That teeny tiny one, it has a two on the reverse side, but the others, they, they've all got a little bit of something going on on them. So you place them in what seems to be an order and you have a read and that is your final image. Okay. Paper number one says ball, strike, question mark. Paper number two says Q, question mark, S. Paper number three says alt, question mark, alt. I'm glad you read that as alt. When I first saw this, I thought it said, ah, Oh, I see what you mean. That L and the T, yeah, kind of look like an H. But these are patterns, uh-huh. right? Ball strike uh-huh. out. Number two is Q R S. Yeah. Outer Maybe. space. Oh, alt space alt. Like in the, they're lined up. Like if you're happen to be in front of a laptop, you know, in the front, <laughs> it's like the alt key then the space key then another alt key common layout so outer space oh yeah you solved it where is your prize in outer space outer space who could have known this danny are, are you telling us that our our eternal prize and quiz and item stealing nemesis carmen san mateo has absconded with the third prize that used to be in that box and is taking it to Outer space? Look, this is all news. To, this Seems is all news to way. me. I planned on you just opening the door and walking out. And walking out of this escape room, but instead <laughs> we have to figure out some way of going to space because this is where in outer space is Carmen San Mateo. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I'm not on this show every week. I wouldn't know where to begin. Holy cow! Wow, man. Good thing we're part of Airwave Media now because now I think we have the funds to send us all this. Like, yeah. in, the, in the footsteps of in the footsteps of John Glenn and yeah. Jeff Bezos and yeah. So, wow. yeah. Well, well done. Congratulations. You, you escaped it. from my escape room. Yay! Yay. <laughs> what about the the old quiz master behind the, the bar. He's there forever. It's going to have to wait for a new generation of quizzes to come and save the him. The curse continues. Yeah. Wow. The old guy from Indiana Jones 3 guarding the cups. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Matt. Did you know that Wombat's poop cubes? 
Nope, never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here, too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. You're listening to Good Job Brain. Smooth puzzles. Smart trivia. Good Job Brain. Ah, good job, all of you. Thank you. Wow, that, that, that was great. What, what a fun room. That was really fun. Being a big lover of trivia, I always want to make an escape room that is trivia-based, but trying to do this weird mix of outside knowledge, not outside knowledge, it's not easy. Luckily, I knew I was going to be running it for you guys, so that made it a little bit easier to know. I know what sort of smart people I'm dealing with. It'll be fine. (laughs) Well, I love love the the working backwards, like seeing the wrong answers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You only have the answer sheets. You don't have the questions, but you have the answer sheets, which is really, really a good touch. That was good. The tropes of what would make people mad. (laughs) (laughs) That's so well done. Yep. Yes. Not at all going by personal experience. (laughs) (laughs) What was, oh, Karen, what was the uh, one where you really got into an argument with the quiz master? It was the song. um, Oh, Ride With Me. It was like Ride With Me. Yeah. 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 Because the chorus says, must be the money. Right. So the quiz master was like, oh, well it's called must be the money and she's like no the title of the song is oh, no. ride with me he's yeah. like no you see look and he types in like nelly must be the money and he gets a bunch of google hits and it's just like yeah it's a common mistake that's, <laughs> the, lyric. that's the key lyric dana had itunes loaded yeah. up and was like look this is the <laughs> official song on itunes right right yeah. right yeah Woo. we never burn the place down although in your heart should have yeah exactly right yeah yeah so if you if people want to listen to more of our stuff if they want more escape rooms they can uh, search for escape this podcast uh we do have a second show as well where i try and solve murder mysteries that danny writes uh which is great fun and that's called solve this murder uh you can find everything that we do uh at our kind of umbrella company of consumethismedia.com uh, and our last arc was called What Alice Found. That's the 10 rooms with a connected story. And if you listen to that, you'll find the good job brain room uh, at the end of that. So hopefully uh, that's be a good starting point for new listeners. It's such a good arc. Listen to it. It's really, really good. <laughs> Thank you. All right. And that's our show. Thank you guys for joining me. And thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learned stuff about uh, Isaac Newton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and we did <laughs> we sure did and uh olympus mons sounds dirty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on apple Podcasts, google podcast spotify on all podcast apps and on our website goodjobbrain.com this podcast is part of the airwave media podcast network visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other shows like clever movie therapy and ben franklin's world and we'll see you guys Next week. Bye. Bye. Don't sue us. Please, please don't sue us. Please, please don't sue us. Please, please don't sue us. She's a satirical swindler, legally distinct from others. She's a fair use finagler who is plainly parody. She's discreetly designed so we don't get calls from lawyers. Tell me who in the heck is Carmen San Mateo. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? 
Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.